Welcome to this month's pharmacy team training update. My name is Judith Poulton and I am a community pharmacist with a special interest in healthcare education. This training is to give an overview of the new five-year pharmacy contract that has been agreed to enable you to start planning how you and the team are going to deliver it so that you can maximise all the opportunities. At the point this training was written, not all the details had been released, so please make sure you check the latest guidance on the PSNC website. There is a link to it on the resources page on the right-hand side of this screen. There will also be more training courses available shortly, supporting different aspects within the contract. For example, the Pharmacy Quality Scheme, Sepsis, Medicine Safety Audits and Diabetes Annual Eye and Feet Checks. So please check our course library regularly to see what has been added. Before we begin this podcast, please remember you and the team can watch the online training, download your certificate after completing your CPD questions and get access to useful resources by logging on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. In this training, we will look at a brief overview of the whole contract, look at the individual parts that make up the contract and help identify things you can do to implement the new contract. A new five-year contract running from October 2019 until the end of March 2024 has been announced, which offers stability and reassurance to community pharmacies and allows you and your team to plan for the future. The new pharmacy contractual framework is linked closely to the NHS long-term plan and focuses on urgent care, prevention and medicine safety to help more people stay well in their community and confirms that community pharmacy is an integral part of the NHS, delivering clinical services as a full partner in local primary care networks. It is important to recognise that it also signals a move towards a more clinically focused contract using pharmacist knowledge and expertise and it is moving away from a script volume and margin-based contract. In order to achieve this, you and your team will need to think about how you can work differently and adopt new and different, more efficient ways of working, as well as stopping doing services you are not being paid for. The headlines on funding include the fact that the £2.592 billion funding envelope, which equates to nearly £13 billion, stays the same for five years. From October 2019, there will be some immediate changes to funding, including the phasing out of MURs, with only a total of 250 allowed in 1920, made up of no more than 200 before October 1st, 2019, and only 100 allowed during the whole of 2020-21. Following that, they will disappear altogether. Establishment payments, which were paid to pharmacies provided they dispensed a certain number of prescriptions, will disappear altogether from April 2020. However, this money will be reinvested back into community pharmacy through services. In 2019-20, a supplement to the transitional payment will be available to pharmacies signing up to provide the new community pharmacist consultation service by the 1st of December and that will be worth £900 or if they sign up by the 15th of January 2020, it will be worth £600. There will be more about this service later in this training. In addition, for 2019-20 and 2020-21, 
a monthly transitional payment will be available to contractors to support preparations for this more service-based role. Paid at a level linked to prescription volume, it recognised pressures in relation to the engagement with local PCNs, implementing new working practices and staff training to support new services, as well as ongoing change such as the move to universal HLP status, preparation for serious shortage protocols, SSPs, and introduction of the new falsified medicines directive. The main components of the new contract that starts on October the 1st include a new NHS community pharmacist consultation service. The Quality Payment Scheme, QPS, has now been renamed the Pharmacy Quality Scheme, PQS, and consists of four gateway criteria and six composite bundles. A hepatitis C screening service will be launched, and there will also be some pilots across the country for different clinical services. NMS will continue, as will the flu vaccination service. Finally, the Pharmacy Access Scheme, PHAS, will continue to be paid in its current design, with the existing overall funding level of £24 million maintained until April 2020. We will now briefly look at each of the above in a little more detail, starting with a new community pharmacist consultation service, which will be rolled out nationally. The service will consist of two strands, with referrals being made from NHS 111 to community pharmacies for urgent medicine supply and minor illnesses, with the pharmacies being paid £14 for each completed consultation. Additionally, as already mentioned, there will be a transitional payment available for those pharmacies who sign up to provide the new service. They will get £900 if they sign up by December 1st 2019, or £600 if they sign up by the 15th of January 2020. The Urgent Medicine Supply Service has replaced the NHS Urgent Medicine Supply Advanced Service, shortened to NUMSAS, that has been running for a number of years. However, the new service is very similar to it, with an electronic referral being sent to the patient's chosen pharmacy, the patient having a conversation with the pharmacist initially on the phone and then face-to-face, and the pharmacist assessing the patient's suitability and the legality of making an emergency supply. NHS 111 will also, from October, be referring people with low acuity conditions such as coughs, colds, sore throats, bites and warts to a community pharmacist. The patient will be given the choice of two local pharmacies and once they have made their choice, an electronic referral will be sent. The patient will then be seen in the consultation room by the pharmacist who will do a consultation with them using a structured approach on an IT platform which includes the use of nice clinical knowledge summaries and awareness of red flags. The pharmacist will assess whether the patient can be treated or needs to be escalated for more help and support. If the pharmacist treats them, they will ensure the patient understands their condition and will give them advice, may sell a product and give printed information. The consultation will be recorded and a copy sent to the patient's GP. For more information on the new Community Pharmacist Consultation Service and how to prepare for it, please watch the online training module in our course library. The Pharmacy Quality Scheme builds on the work that Community Pharmacy has done over the past couple of years on QPS. There will be one review point in February 2020 and pharmacy contractors who successfully meet the requirements will receive a payment from a £75 million budget 
and, as previously, payments will be paid dependent on how many criteria they meet and hence how many points they claim. Points will be worth a minimum of £64 each. Please note that an aspiration payment of up to 70% of the pharmacy contractor's earnings under the QPS scheme in 1819 can be claimed ahead of you completing the work required under the new PQS. You will need to make a declaration by the end of October 19 on the NHS BSA's Manage Your Service system and payments will be made in November 19. Please check the PSNC website for further details on how to claim this payment. In order to qualify for payment from the scheme, you need, as per the previous QPS, to meet four gateway criteria. Broadly, these are the same as previous gateway. 1. On the day of the review, you must be offering the new medicines, NMS, or the NHS Seasonal Flu Vaccination Service. Please note this no longer includes MURs. 2. Pharmacy team members must be able to send and receive NHS mail from their shared premises email and have at least two linked active accounts. 3. The pharmacy's NHS website profile for opening hours, bank holidays, services, etc. must be accurate. And finally, 4. 80% of registered pharmacy professionals in your pharmacy must have achieved Level 2 safeguarding for children and vulnerable adults within the past two years. There are six composite bundles made up of quality criteria and all activities within the bundle need to be met to receive payment. To confirm the points for each bundle, please refer to the PSNC website for more information. The bundles are risk management and safety, medicine safety audits, prevention, primary care networks, asthma and digital enablers. We will now look briefly at the key points in each bundle, starting with the risk management and safety bundle first. 80% of all registered professionals need to complete the CPPE risk management training. This is not new as it was in QPS. 80% of all registered professionals need to complete the CPPE sepsis training and then ensure that all their team members are aware of sepsis warning symptoms and know they need to refer to a pharmacist as soon as possible. To support your pharmacist and registered technicians brief the team, we have a sepsis course in our course library that covers all the warning symptoms and, on correctly answering the questions, gives you a certificate to put in your training records. This is new. The previous risk review that was completed as part of QPS needs to be updated and include a sepsis risk assessment. This is partially new. 80% of all registered professionals need to complete the CPPE Lookalike Soundalike LASA training. This is new. And finally, you need to write a safety report incorporating learning from the CPPE LASA training. This is partially new. There is a link on the resources page on the right-hand side to the CPPE website. The Medicine Safety Audit Bundle consists of a number of different audits on patients who are taking high-risk drugs. The first two audits are new, but the third on non-steroidal anti-inflammatories was in QPS. 
The first one will involve an audit on all your patients who are prescribed lithium and recording the outcomes. If you have no patients taking lithium, you will need to complete a patient safety audit on your patients who are prescribed either phenobarbital, methotrexate or amiodarone. The second audit will look at the provision of advice for girls and women of childbearing age who present a prescription for Valparate. This audit will be in a specified three-month period and will need to be recorded on either their PMR or another appropriate form or patient record. The third audit will be on non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and you will need to incorporate the national learnings and recommendations from the first audit that was done as part of QPS into you and your team's daily practice. You then need to repeat the audit of non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and gastroprotection for all your patients aged 65 and over. Please note, if your pharmacy did not participate in the initial audit carried out in February 19, you will need to carry this out first before carrying out the new elements described above. The prevention composite bundle consists of 1. The pharmacy being a self-accredited HLP level 1. This is not new. However, please note that this will become part of the essential services from April 2020. There is information about the standards you need to reach, including the list of criteria on the PSNC website. As part of accreditation, a leader needs to complete HLP leadership training and CPPE provide this training. And a full-time equivalent member of the team also needs to have completed health champion training and virtual outcomes have an online accredited course. Links to all these courses are on the resources page attached to this training. Please note that you need to self-accredit as an HLP every two years. Two, every patient-facing staff member needs to be a dementia friend. This is up from 80% previously. However, this is not new. Three, your pharmacy needs to have completed the dementia-friendly environment checklist for their pharmacy and you need to have made demonstrable recorded changes. This is new. The checklist will be available on the PSNC website when it's released. 4. You need to check with all your diabetic patients from the 1st of October to the 31st of January 2020 that they have had an annual foot and eye check. Please note that eye checks are only for patients aged 12 and over and record on their PMR or an appropriate form and signpost if they have not. You will be asked to declare the results. This is new. Finally, five, the sales by the pharmacy of sugary drinks account for less than 10% by volume of all your drink sales. This needs to be achieved by the review point in February or declared you will have met it by the 31st of March 2020. This is new. For the Primary Care Networks Bundle, your pharmacist, with other pharmacists in the same PCN area, will need to have agreed a collaborative approach to engaging with the newly formed PCN. This is new. The asthma bundle is not new and reflects what we have done previously in QPS, that is, reviewing any uncontrolled asthmatics having had more than six short-acting bronchodilators in a six-month period, starting from the last review point of the 28th of June 2019. You will also need to check 5 to 15 year olds have a spacer if prescribed an inhaled steroid inhaler and have a personalised asthma plan. 
The final bundle is the Digital Enabler Bundle, and neither element of this is new. You will need to ensure that your NHS 111 DOS profile is up to date and continue to demonstrate that you can access summary care records. Please note these move to an essential part of the pharmacy contract from April 2020. As previously mentioned, hepatitis C screening will be rolled out for people using needle and syringe programmes to support the national programme to eliminate it. There is £2 million of funding for it, but at the time of writing this training, there was no further details available. Please check the PSNC website for more details. There are some key actions that you and your team can start looking at before October the 1st to help support your delivery of PQS, and these include starting your flu vaccinations on the 1st of September, continuing to do NMS and use SCR, getting your registered healthcare professionals to do the following training if available on CPPE, sepsis, risk management if they've not already completed it, and safeguarding for children and vulnerable adults if they have not done it in the past two years or it will be over two years by the declaration point in February 2020. They can also use this training as part of their GPHC revalidation. Getting your team to watch the online training on sepsis so that they are aware of the symptoms to look out for. Checking whether you have any patient-facing team members who are not dementia friends. If the answer is yes, get them to do the training now. Checking if you are an HLP Level 1 pharmacy when you last self-accredited, and if it was more than two years ago, you need to take appropriate actions. Checking that you still have a leader that has completed leadership training and a full-time equivalent health champion. If not, start the appropriate training. Checking with your LPC regarding your local PCNs and seek their help to support you to start talking to other pharmacies in the same PCM. Briefing all your team about the diabetic audit that starts from the 1st of October. There will be a short training course to support you and this will be in the course library from September. Ensuring you sign up now on the NHS Business Services Authority, NHS BSA, for Manage Your Service, MYS, as soon as possible in order to claim the aspiration payment, flu vaccination payment and declare your readiness for the CPCS service and completion of PQS. The link is on the right-hand side of the screen on the resources page. Finally, for the majority of you and your teams, you would have started this journey by delivering QPS previously, and therefore will already have completed some of the actions on the screen. During the contract, there will be a number of different pilots tested, which focus on a range of additional prevention and detection services, and where they are found to be effective and best delivered through community pharmacy may result in them being rolled out nationally. There is no information currently on where the pilots will be, what the funding is, or when they will be initiated, but they will include detection of undiagnosed cardiovascular disease, for example hypertension and AF, smoking cessation referrals from secondary care, point-of-care testing to treat common ailments to support efforts to tackle antimicrobial resistance. Routine monitoring of patients, for example those taking oral contraceptive, being supplied under electronic repeat dispensing. This is a huge opportunity for community pharmacy 
and I would ask if your pharmacy is involved in any of these pilots to fully support them. From April 2020, NHS Mail, SCR and DOS, as well as being a self-accredited HLP Level 1, will become part of the essential terms of service for community pharmacy contractors. From April 20, future developments that we will see going forward include completion of suicide prevention training and audits focused on inhaler technique and anticoagulation, as well as a rollout of a GP-CPCS service, pilots of an NHS 111 online and urgent care centre CPCS service, a medicines reconciliation service and new therapeutic areas being agreed for NMS. We have now come to the end of this training and I hope you and your team have a better understanding of what the new five-year contract entails. I fully appreciate that it will be hard work as this is the biggest change that community pharmacy has had. However, we should be delighted that we have been recognised for the skills and value we bring to our communities every day and this contract will allow you and your team to flourish and develop. Before you start on your journey, the first thing you need to do is to review what you can stop doing. Remember I said earlier in this training, stop doing the things that we're not being paid for, as if you don't, you will not have the capacity to do the things that you are being paid for. During the next couple of months, we will bring you a series of training modules to support all aspects of the contract. Please look out for them, as we will include hints and tips and forms to make things easier for you. If you want to view the online training, have access to both your certificate and the resources tab, please log on to www.virtualoutcomes.co.uk. We would also like to use this opportunity to ask you to encourage the rest of your colleagues to view the video.